0: So as I've stood, uh, as I've stood in front of church and spoke uh, on, on many occasions now, you know that I've said on quite a number of times that, the, um, that one of the reasons that I can stand here and speak is because I can remember as a kid, growing up in Sunday school, learning and knowing uh, Bible stories. And I want to reflect on one of those stories this morning. Bible events more than a stories, isn't it? But I want to reflect on one of those and bring a few thoughts of mine um, to you this morning. And we're going to be looking at, I suppose everybody in the, in the room will know, the story of Jonah. And we're going to look at, uh, yep, <laughs> we've got a Jonah here. But we're going to look at the story of Jonah. What I'd like you to do, and this is what I do quite often when I'm reading these stories or, 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 or when I'm listening to these stories, is try and visualise the, the event as it's unfolding, as we read about it try and visualize because so often that we can we can look at a, a, a look at a bible story especially younger ones and it's in the christian core the bible coloring books or uh, and we can sometimes miss the severity of the situation because it's it's sort of um, it's made to to to, to look like an event. and of course we know the um, the ending of the story where the people who were going through the events didn't know the ending So as I go through this uh, Jonah chapter 1, I just ask you to visualise the event as it unfolded. So Jonah chapter 1, it goes like this. Jonah flees from the Lord is the heading. The word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amatai. Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it, because its wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarshish. He went down to Joppa where he found a ship bound for that port. After paying the fare, he went aboard and sailed for Tarshish to flee the Lord. Then the Lord sent a great wind on the sea and such a violent storm arose that the ship threatened to break up. All the sailors were afraid and each cried out to his own God. And they threw the cargo into the sea to lighten the ship. But Jonah had gone below deck where he lay down and fell into a sleep. The captain went to him and said, how can you sleep? Get up and call on your God. Maybe you will take notice of us so that we will not perish. Then the sailors said to each other, come, let us cast lots to find out who was responsible for this calamity. They cast lots and the lot fell on Jonah. So they asked him, Tell us, who is responsible for making all of this trouble for us? What kind of work do you do? Where do you come from? What is your country? From what people are you? He answered, I'm a Hebrew and I worship the Lord, the God of heavens who made the sea and dry land. This terrified them and they asked, What have you done? They knew he was running away from the Lord because he'd already told them so. The sea was getting rougher and rougher, so they asked him, What should we do to make the sea calm down for us? Pick me up and throw me into the sea, he replied, and it will become calm. I know that it's my fault that this great storm has come upon you. Instead, the men did their best to row back to land, but they could not. For the sea grew even wilder than before. Then they cried out to the Lord, Please, Lord, do not let us die for taking this man's life. Do not hold us accountable for killing an innocent man. For you, Lord, have done as you pleased. Then they took Jonah and threw him overboard, and the raging seas grew calm. At this the men greatly feared the Lord, and they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows to him. Now the Lord provided a huge fish to swallow Jonah and Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days and three nights. Then if you go into chapter two, then you'll read about Jonah's prayer and we might touch upon that a bit later on. I don't know if it's Jonah and the whale, Jonah and a large fit, but I certainly know that it was a provision of God and God created the fish, whatever type of fish he was, to swallow Jonah. Let's look at uh, chapter 2 and verse 10. This is a part of of Jonah's prayer. And the Lord commanded the fish and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. Jonah went on to Nineveh and through him God spared that city. The question I want to ask you this morning, and this is the title of what I want to speak about this morning, is this, is it coincidence or is it providence? Was that story and all the things that go through, as we'll touch on this morning, was it all coincidence or was it providence? Was it a coincidence that Jonah was sent to Nineveh? No, it was God's providence to save a sinful city. Why? Because God's in the business of saving sinners. As we sung on that first song, I haven't heard that song before, but I thought it was a great song. But you know, same God then as same God today. As God was sending Jonah off to Nineveh, so He's sending us into these streets of Blackheath. Why? To show His love and to save sinners. Jesus Christ is same yesterday, today, and forever. Same God, same God who provided that fish. Same God, who provides our needs. What an amazing God we serve. But you know what? I just want to look, and I, I hadn't noticed this before, and you know what? I've told you, I know the story. But I hadn't noticed this before. But if you look at, at, at verse 16 of chapter 1, and remember that the story is that, that um, Jonah's running away from the Lord, and then Jonah got turned around and went to Nineveh, and Nineveh was, was saved. But in verse 16... It tells us that at this, the men greatly feared the Lord. Now, we're talking about the sailors on the ship. I don't know if there's any other men on the ship, but certainly the sailors, because they were the ones that that, that Chuck told Jonah overboard. But at this, the men greatly feared the Lord, and they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows to him. So that says to me that even in Jonah's disobedience, even the coincidence of Jonah getting on the wrong ship to go to the wrong destination... God still worked and saved people who needed saving. And these little things that come out of the Bible still surprise us, don't they? I don't know if anybody else realised that. I certainly didn't. But when God calls, God works. I looked at the word providence in the dictionary. And surprisingly, you know what the dictionary says? Providence is the care and control of God the care of control of God so when Jonah was on that ship was it a coincidence or was it providence the care and control of God and this morning I want to ask the question of your lives coincidence or providence the things in your lives just happened no reasons why and you say right place right time wrong place wrong time and all those statements that we say what a coincidence has happened or do you realize it's god's providence the care and control of god on your life william cowper some people will know that name i'm thinking the older ones amongst us will know that name, probably the younger ones haven't got a clue, but William Cowper was a a poet and a hymn writer. He was born in 1731. He studied law and was called to the bar in 1754. So he was called to practise law as a barrister. We're told that he never actually practised law as a barrister because he was a timid character. And he hadn't really got the strength to, uh, to act as a barrister has to act. We also know that William Cowper suffered what probably today we would call depression. Things were going a bit tight for William Cowper, so what he did is he decided that life was no longer worth living. He called for a handsome cab to take him to the Thames River where he was going to jump into that water grave and end his life. It's a true story. And he wanted to end his life. As the Hansom cab pulled up outside William Cowper's house, a thick fog blanketed London city. William Cowper got into the back of the Hansom cab and instructed the cab driver that he wanted to go to the Thames River. The Hansom cab driver, as he was going through the streets, couldn't find the river. This made William Cowper ever more uh, angry and despaired. So what he did is he told the handsome cab driver to stop. He jumped out and said, you know what, I'll find the river myself. He aimlessly walked around London in the thick fog and found himself outside of his own front door. Providence or coincidence? He went straight into his study and wrote the hymn that's still sung today in some circles, God Moves in a Mysterious Way, His Wonders to Perform. I wonder if we look back on our lives, can we see that God's been in control? Or do we just think, what a coincidence. I can remember the very real event of Edward, Carol, Stephen and Claire when they went to France um, a number of years ago. And you know the story, most of you, when they were on the underground in Paris, and Stephen, the doors of the train opened, Stephen was only a youngster. He jumped off, the doors closed, and the train carried on. Can you imagine the panic? At the next railway station, understand, Edward jumped off, Claire got Carol. Carol got Claire, sorry. Um, Edward jumped off, and went, they, they then got back to the station on the train that was going the other way only to find that a lady there had got Stephen in her care. I understand that the story goes, as soon as Stephen was handed back to Howard and Carol, then the lady disappeared. Coincidence or providence? I think when we know how God works, how God's got his hand on our lives... Then this morning, what I want to get over to you more than anything is God's providence is with you. Some of the things that we think, what? It's God's providence on your life. But God doesn't let me do this. God stops me doing that. God doesn't answer my prayer. Not in the way that you want. But God's providence, he's got his best at heart for you. So it could be too dangerous for you to let you have that that you want God's providence the care and control of God Isaiah 41 verse 13 says "For am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you do not fear I will help you John 15 verse 15 says I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business instead I have called you friends for everything that I've learned from my father I have made known to you. The end of Proverbs 18, 24 said, is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Matthew 28 and the end of that verse, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Matthew 10, 29 and 31 says, Are not two sparrows sold for a penny, yet not one of them falls to the ground outside your father's care? And even the very ears of your head are numbered, so don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. If God cares for you this much, then there can't be coincidence in your life. Because if there was coincidence in your life, God wouldn't be in control. And God is in control. When we realise that we don't live by coincidence, and I've just got five little headings, uh, to say that we can realise that we don't live by coincidence, because if we know that we don't live by coincidence, God guides, number one, God guides by providence. Jonah tried to go against God's instructions, there, Berus. let's not just stop at Jonah's doorstep. I'm sure we're all guilty of going against What God's instructed us to do at certain times in our lives, you might even be doing that right now. Jonah was in a dire situation. How many times have we been in dire situations? But you know what? Verse 9. Providence, verse 9. Jonah opened his mouth and he confessed his God. He confessed his God and things changed. Verse 12. Throw me overboard. I wonder... In Jonah's mind, and when we get to heaven, we can ask him. We and have a coffee with old Jonah and ask him the little bits that we want to fill in within the story. But I'll just wonder, did he say, throw me overboard because he just wanted to save the ship? Did Jonah trust God's providence? Did Jonah think about his fellow shipmates? I don't know. All I do know is that God had providence on Jonah's life. Jonah was in the care and control of God. How about you in difficult circumstances? How about your health, your finances, costs going through the roof, your finances you might be concerned about, your home situation, I don't know what that is, your relationships, well, what are they like? It could be the place where you work, you could be having problems there, even here in church. Some of us question God when we don't get that answer that we require, spiritual warfare remember that we've got a god a, we've got a, a god who cares we've also got a devil that doesn't want us to know but be assured christian person god's providence is on your life i wonder at some part of your life even today have you walked away just like jonah did from your calling look at jonah's story and i'll say this from the front of church this morning It's not too late. It's not too late. Number two, God guides through scripture. By coincidence, Noah built the ark. By coincidence, Daniel survived the lion's den. By coincidence, Joseph interpreted the dreams. By coincidence, Joshua succeeded Moses. By coincidence, Jesus was born of a virgin. By coincidence, Jesus raised the dead. By coincidence, Saul became Paul. By coincidence, Jesus was raised from the grave. By coincidence, you're here this morning. Don't believe any of that because it's by God's providence. All these things happened in Scripture to learn us, to teach us something, all by God's providence. Because God cares for you. God cares for you. And it's by providence that you're here even this morning. I went to Google, as we do, and asked for an example of coincidence in the Bible. And you know what? It doesn't exist. 66 chapters of the word, sorry, 66 books of the word, the word coincidence doesn't come into it. The one thing that does come into it is that in Luke 10, when, we talk, when Jesus is telling the parable of the Good Samaritan, he does say, by chance, the priest was walking down the road. But coincidence? I couldn't find any action of coincidence in Scripture. Why? Because there's no such thing as coincidence when God's in control. All scripture points toward a saviour. All scripture tells of a forgiving God. And all scripture tells of victory for God's people. Read the word. Read it for yourself. And know that you're living in God's providence in this day, in this age. Number three, God guides through prayer. Prayer. Now, I know that some of us have got rooms that we go to, some of us that... I, I, uh, I usually pray quite a bit to God when I'm walking over Clint with our dog. You've got your places where you say your prayers. But I think there's only ever one man in history who's had a prayer time in the belly of a fish. And um, that's old Jonah. But Jonah prayed in the belly of the fish This is what Jonah said. And see if you can relate to any of this. Jonah said, read it in the word. Jonah said he had sunk to the level of the roots of the mountain. The engulfing waters threatened me. And Jonah prayed. Jonah was in a difficult place. And verse 10. Verse 10. Remember, God can do exceedingly, abundantly more. Verse 10 tells us, the Lord commanded the fish and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. You know, the fish was in the deep. So what happened if uh, the fish had vomited Jonah just out of his mouth at the time that God said, do it now? Jonah would have drowned. He had to wait till he was on dry land. Then he was vomited on dry land. Why? Coincidence? No coincidence. God's instruction. God's providence. Because Jonah was living, although he went a wrong way, God was living under the providence. Sorry, Jonah was living under the providence of God. Archbishop William Temple was the Archbishop of Canterbury, 1942. He says this, my worth is what I am worth to God. And that is a great deal for Christ died for me i say that again, my worth is what I am worth to God and that is a great deal for Christ died for me this morning. What are you worth? What are you worth if you think about it? What a way to say that your worth is what you're worth to God and that's a great deal because he died for each one of us. But this is what I want to bring out that, um, that Archbishop... William Temple said this, made me smile. When I pray, coincidence happen. When I pray, coincidences happen. And when I do not, they don't. I bet that Coincidences happened when he prayed. I just I just love that. You know, prayer is the way to know that we're in the care and control of God. Prayer accesses that which we can't do for ourselves. Prayer attracts God prayer moves angels prayer attacks evil prayer transforms others prayer changes situations i'm not going to go into this morning church but it's really disappointing to know that there's only a few of us meet on a thursday night on zoom for prayer because prayer is the power engine of the church if we want to see things happen in this area it's prayer that's required I'm just going to say, and I'm not being cynical when I say this, but if John ran the pride in the belly of the fish, he might still be under the sea. Think about it. Prayer changes situations. 7.30 on a Thursday night. You don't even have to leave your own living room. Zoom, pray on a Thursday. Please join us. If you join us in prayer, I'm sure... Things will happen in this area. Number four, we're nearly there. God guides through action. Surely that we are blessed as a church to have the manor house down the road. So it's a coincidence, coincidence, isn't it, that we started that just prior to a pandemic? It's a coincidence that last week we served 103 members with food. First week, I understand that we've gone over the 100 barrier. It's a coincidence, isn't it? It's a coincidence that it's just down the road from where we're we're based. I'm sure you know that I'm being cynical when I say it's a coincidence. Ruth was telling me just recently, we were going short of tea bags. When they went to one of the donations, where was it from, Ruth? From Farm Foods, what was in the Baskets that were provided for us? Tea bags. Well, it's a coincidence, isn't it? Paul then went on to tell us, well, we were running short of tin beans when he went round, I think it was to Sainsbury's, what was in the donation box? Tin beans? Coincidence? Providence? the providence that we know our God is capable of. He can save Jonah. He can save Nineveh through Jonah. He can provide us with a box of teabags. In my vision for the kingdom, who knows where those tea bags will end up? Because God's involved, and when God's involved, circumstances change. It might just be that the coincidence of that box of tea bags saves a family. Keep praying, church, keep praying. Number five and final one God's guidance is personal. God's guidance is personal. Jonah 4, you know, if you go on they've to the fourth chapter of Jonah, Jonah became angry with God. How can you get angry with God? If we're truthful, most of us in the room have been angry with God. Let's be truthful this morning. Most of us have been angry with God at some point of our lives. I've not been angry with God when well, he have been stubborn. We know what stubborn kids do, they don't speak. And so we don't pray, we're being stubborn to God. We can maintain a silence, we can blame him, we can doubt him, we can even deny him. Still God loves you. Still God cares for you. Still God shows you his providence. Because we're in the care and control of God. I wonder, every morning that I get up recently, each morning, I should say not every morning, each morning that I get up, the first thing I do is go onto my phone, onto Sky News to see what the headlines are from the night that we've just just woke from. And I've only been doing that since the Ukraine conflict. No, I'm not sadly every morning, but I have since this conf- conflict's been on. That's, that's the first thing that I do, really. But I wonder this morning, if you have got to write a headline over your life, what would that headline say? What would that headline... If it's truthful, what would that headline say? Because a headline is determined by your mindset. So would you say you've been living a life of coincidence? Or would you say that you've been living a life of providence? But your headline's determined by your mindset. I'm finishing off and I want to take you back to an event that changed my life. And most of you know it but I want to just tell you how this was providence and not coincidence because Wednesday the 4th of June 2014, believe it or believe it not, I nearly killed myself. Ruth could uh, probably be better up here telling you the story than me because, you know, I slipped off a roof. And um, I can stand before you now and and say God's providence. Was it a coincidence? The surgical team at the Russell's Hall first of all said it was a coincidence until I had to tell them, no, it's providence. And they thought I was a bit crazy. But I slipped off a roof, and the first bit of God's providence was I slipped onto or fell onto a patio area. I've got a cross imprinted on the back of my head as a scar, where my head went straight through a paving slab and broke the paving slab into four. That was bad enough, but either side of that paving slab was two brick pillars. If I'd have gone slightly to the right or slightly to the left, I don't think I'd have been here today. Providence or coincidence, I'm just going to go over very, very briefly, rushed off to Russell's Hall. Ruth was told on phone that I broke my arm, which I had, but what they didn't tell her until she got to the hospital was I broke every bone in my arm. I can remember one of the surgical team, one of the registrars coming up to me and saying, Mark, he said, I've never seen somebody do so much damage to one limb and it was a coincidence that I was going through this experience. Wednesday night that it happened, I can remember Wednesday night being took into surgery, Ruth, Sue and the family had gone home, and I was took, I'd never been in hospital before, and I was took into, uh, into theatre, emergency, emergency theatre, and there was all the, the, um, the people there getting me ready to go into the theatre, and I said, oh, stop. I said, what do you want? I said, I want to speak to the surgeon what you want to speak to the surgeon yeah please I want to speak to the surgeon A bloke named Mr Marsh come rushing out of the uh, out of the theatre into the, the room where I was being prepared Mark, I said what do you want he said this is, we, we, we're busy and I said I just want to tell you this I want to tell you that I'm trusting you to do your best for me and God's on our side oh thank you thank you and off he went First morning after the operation, the first morning, and some of you know this, because the first angel that came into my room was a bloke who said to me, do you know Matthew Jones? And I looked at him and he said, Warleith Church. I said, yeah, I, says, I do know Matthew. I knew him when he was a young lad. He said, well, my name is Lionel, and I want to tell you that all of our church are praying for you. Coincidence or providence? That was the first touch. And just things went on and on and on. I was in hospital, as you know, and, and, and the biggest concern for me was, one, I'd lose my arm, and the second, that I'd lose the use of my hand. But I can stand before you this morning and say I can use my hand and I can move my arm. God's providence. God's providence. One of the highlights of this Say highlight, Mark. How can it be highlighted? I'll tell you about that in a minute, because I had a, the, on, the, on the, the following Wednesday, I had to go into surgery. I was in there for, for nine hours when I was putting my arm back together. And on the night before, I had a, a all the staff were, were, were amazing. And I had a, I can vividly remember this. I can remember an old older Asian lady nurse coming to put a line into my arm and she couldn't do it, and it really started to hurt. It really started to hurt, and my arm was was puffing up and then a, a, she said, "I can't do this," and then she got a, um she got a a doctor to come, and the doctor put a line into me. Then I started to get a little bit concerned because I'd got to go through a large surgery. I'd never been through a large surgery on the on the following day, and I'm thinking, as naturally as you do, I'm thinking, well, that lady's got to look after me and I've really got a little confidence in her because how she hurt me. And so I know people were praying for me. I went into the surgery the next day. I come out and there was another nurse. That's another nurse. It's a coincidence, isn't it? This lady come to me and I said, she said, uh, I'll be looking after you now. I said, well, that's great, thank you. I said, can I ask you your name? And she said, oh, yeah, she said, it's rejoice. I said, rejoice. She said, yeah, she said, it's, it's rejoice. I said, do you rejoice? And she says, daily. I says, you and me both. Coincidence or providence? Whatever your circumstances are, remember, it's of God's providence Because God is in control. You know that one of my favourite songs is Cornerstone. Why is it Cornerstone? Because on Wednesday morning, that morning of that operation, I woke up very, very early. I can remember it like it was yesterday. The sun was blistering through the windows of the trauma ward up there in Russell's Hall. And all I could hear Evan singing over me was Cornerstone. That's all I could hear. That's why it's so special. Following that, I was speaking with our Trevor. And you know that Joan, a few years ago, had gone through uh, a, a a bad cancer problem. And she was only given a couple of weeks left to live. Miraculously, by coincidence, Joan come through all the treatment. And she's still with us today. Trevor said to me when we was talking, he says, you know, Mark, he said, you've had an experience of God. I said, I certainly have. He said, would you go through it again? I had to stop. Would I go through it again? And my answer was, yes, I would. I'm not a hero. I wouldn't want the pain. But God's presence was amazing. God's presence was amazing and it's the same God that we've been singing about this morning because he doesn't change. So just because I was in the hospital bed people were praying over me doesn't make anything special for me. God's providence is for each and every one of us. You know when our days on earth are finished when we see Jesus face to face as Ruth was talking to us a few weeks ago when we take up our eternal residence? Will that be on Holy Lane? Providence Gardens? Grace Hill? Any other ones that you want to chuck in the mix? I can assure you that there won't be a place called Coincidence Walk because there's nothing about coincidence for the Christian here on earth or the Christian in heaven Heaven certainly will be no coincidence for the believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. Realise this morning, time has gone, I'm sorry for going on a bit over time, but realise that we live in providence, we live under the care and control of God. So what would your headline be? What would your headline be? Think about it over the next week. What would your headline be? Because my headline would be this, and I trust that it would be the same for you. Saved by grace, living in providence. Amen.